You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. The holiday season may be behind us, but for some people, the start of the new year may just be the perfect time to reflect back on our own behaviors or relatives, friends, and coworkers' drinking patterns. Alcohol-related problems, which result from drinking too much, too fast, or too often, affect more than 15 million U.S. adults aged 18 and older. Dr. George Koop, director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism and an internationally recognized expert on alcohol and addiction, joins us today on the Business Life and Coffee Show with tips to identify signs of an alcohol use disorder and ways to get help. Welcome, Dr. Koop. Thank you for having me. Now, the statistics are, are very astounding. I did some research and found that of the 3.9 million Americans who receive treatment for substance abuse programs, 2.5 million of them are treated for alcohol use. What are some of the possible signs of an alcohol-related problem that may have surfaced during the holidays? Well, the, the signs of, of an alcohol use disorder range from elements of risky drinking, engaging in um, a long bouts of drinking, say, while watching all the football games on television over the holidays, or you know, having problems at parties where a person gets hyper-emotional and maybe gets in fights with relatives uh, or embarrasses themselves in front of their relatives. Those are the early, some of the early signs. Uh, some of the, the later signs are when you start drinking uh, more to, to have the same effects. You're drinking to ameliorate some negative mood state. Uh, you're drinking more than you ever intended. Basically, you kind of cross the line to a serious alcohol use disorder when, when you're drinking to fix the problem that the drinking caused. And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be at because now you're drinking only to feel normal. And, and that really is uh, it's really where you cross the line into where we consider more serious alcohol use disorder. Wow, Dr. You said drinking to fix the problem. And the way that alcohol works and its impact on our body, we, we both know that that really doesn't help. And you know, when I, when I grew up, I used to always think that the holidays was a, a happy time for everyone. I mean, surely you see the commercials and the Christmas music, but a lot of people bring grief into the holidays. And so would you say that the holidays are a time where people are more prone to alcohol-related problems? Absolutely. You, you really hit the nail on the head. This is a, it's a wonderful time, the holiday seasons. You get to see loved ones, but that's when you also miss the ones who have, have passed on. And and people who lost early and so on and so forth. And, and so uh, there is a tendency to, I mean, alcohol is a fantastic uh, obliterator of, of bad memories, but unfortunately it, it only lasts for about 30 minutes and then the demons return. And so one, one really has to realize that it, it's, it's great to enjoy alcohol. 70% of Americans drink and, and have really no, most have really no problem. But when you start getting into that place where you're drinking to, you know, treat a negative emotional state, you have to realize that 
when the alcohol wears off, that negative emotional state is going to come back with a vengeance. And again, we're joined by Dr. George Koop, director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, NIAAA. Doctor, if we, if we suspect that a friend or family member may have a problem, what can we do to get help? Well, there is a website that we have called rethinkingdrinking.niaa.nih.gov. Actually, the simplest version is you just simply Google rethinking drinking as one word and it'll come up or you can Google NIAAA. There are also treatment pamphlets available on the website and guidance there on what options one has. A good start is, is to have a checkup with your primary care doctor and make sure that Perhaps the primary care doctor asks about alcohol use. There are self-help groups. There are mutual support groups like Alcoholics Anonymous. And there are behavioral treatments that are very effective. Counselors who are trained and have certificates in how to treat alcohol use disorders. The earlier you start in in general, the better off you are and the the less likely you are to develop into what we consider a more severe alcohol use disorder, what we used to call alcoholism. Now, for those that are listening, that's rethinkingdrinking.niaa.nih.gov. And I just wanted to maybe dive a little bit deeper with the, the support. Sometimes we can find that people are resistant to, to make that change. What are some of, the, some of the reasons that people might be hesitant to want to do better with their, with their drinking-related problems? Well, I think one of the reasons is often social pressure. And so a, a counselor can and help you in, in that way because, you know, I've had colleagues who've suffered from alcohol use disorder who are, who are scientists, and, and what they do is they go to a party and they have a glass of uh, sparkling water with a lime in it and a straw, and they enjoy themselves just like everyone else. But they know because they're vulnerable, because of the emotional state they're in, because of their history, that alcohol and them just don't mix. And so there are ways that you can overcome some of these obstacles. There are ways you can learn coping responses so that you don't immediately turn to alcohol when, when you have a negative emotional state. So all of these things can be helped. They can be helped by enlightened primary care docs. They can be helped by counselors. They can be helped if you want to join a mutual self-help group. But there, there are a whole variety of ways that one can start to address the problem. And, and loved ones can help as well and uh, engaging in in some of these efforts. And, you know, the websites outline, the NIAAA websites outline many of these approaches. Now let's talk about the consequence of excessive drinking. There's a ton of research here. Teen alcohol kills 4,700 people each year. Alcohol abuse is the third highest cause of death in the U.S. due to its link to alcohol-related deaths. 17% of men and 8% of women will be dependent on alcohol in their lifetime. I mean, the stats go on and on and on. What other consequences are there of excessive drinking? Well, we, we, you know, to make a simple statistic, we lose about 90,000 people a year to excessive drinking. And that is a figure that, that continues to be the same over the years. I think Americans don't realize that half, half of liver disease in this country now is attributable to alcohol. And then you have all the uh, problems associated with, with other organ damage and with high-dose chronic alcohol use, you can damage your heart, you can damage your pancreas, you can damage your liver, and frankly, you can damage your brain, and you can actually lose neuronal function. Now, you know, so some of these things are frank 
pathophysiology that are caused by alcohol, but I'm emphasizing this is excessive chronic high-dose alcohol use. So you don't want to get to that point. Now, we're doing a series on New Year's resolutions, and I know that there are probably people listening or that know someone that's looking to make this a resolution to cut back on drinking. What options are, are there now for treatment, and where can our listeners go for more information? Well, the options for treatment include medications that are available. There are three FDA-approved medications that can help you along the way. There are mutual self-help groups like Alcoholics Anonymous, but there are other 12-step programs independent of Alcoholics Anonymous. There are outpatient treatment facilities and counselors. There are psychiatrists who are trained in addiction medicine. There are psychologists who are trained in, in addiction treatment. All They can employ a variety of behavioral techniques that range from cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, to family counseling, all of these things can contribute and help in in treatment of of alcohol use disorders. But I want to emphasize that a good starting point is your physician, a good checkup, find out how your liver is doing, maybe talk to your physician about how much you are drinking and start thinking about some of these issues as far as, you know, are there consequences you're having? Are the hangovers particularly excruciating? Do you feel lousy the next day? And, you know, look at our website and some of the the factors in there about, you know, what exactly is excessive drinking for me and my body weight and my sex? Thank you, doctor. And, and very quickly here, how can we approach that conversation? I mean, that first step is the most important and, and it can go well or we can bomb. Do you have any advice for confronting someone that you might suspect to have alcohol-related problems? Well, I guess my best advice, is, this is a tricky one, but my best advice is, is twofold. One is, like I said, to uh, see if you can get them in to see their primary care doc. And the second is a, a kind of a variant on motivational interviewing. You know, you, you're, you're much happier every morning when you don't drink or, you know, you have much more energy when, you, when you're not drinking or, you know, things go so much better with uh, family member X when and you guys limit yourself to, to one glass of wine. I mean, these are little tricks in motivational interviewing. Or, you know, the money you're spending on, on alcohol, you know, actually, you could afford a new car if you didn't spend so much every week on alcohol. These are all kinds of little tricks that one yeah. can use, but yeah. counselors can help you along that way. Excellent. Well, Dr. Coop, this has been a eye-opening pleasure, and I really hope that we change someone's life through this episode, and I'm sure we will. So thank you for joining on the Business Life and Coffee Show, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too, and and, uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.